All right, hello everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hoop Talk. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty, and joining me for the fourth annual, fifth annual—I'm not sure—the fourth or fifth annual um, NBA All Star Weekend podcast. Returning guests, longtime viewers of the podcast, know who I'm talking about, and this is the legendary, the one and only Chris Phil. Chris, how you doing? <laughs> Wow, what a warm intro. What's up, everyone? I think, uh, what is this, the 15th annual, I think it might be now? <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm not sure. I mean, how many how many years have how many years have we done this? No, truly, I think this is, I want to say the fourth. Yeah, I think so, too, because um, I think I started it the first year we after we of graduated college, high right? school, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so um, it was either that or the senior year of high school. Either one of the two, but anyways... We are back, um, keeping the tradition alive. Last year we had to do it literally over the phone. Speaker, uh, that was like, that was like the craziest way. I've never done that. I had two mics. Set Dorm up. room yeah. set up, man. I mean, it was a mess. Yeah, it was a mess. But this year we got it a little bit more under control. I got some better software. Um, so I got Chris on the line to record this podcast, and um, Chris is good about it, man. I hit him up and I said, "Hey, look, we need to keep the tradition." the tradition alive and he was like absolutely and so you know we made it happen um all right so for those of you that haven't caught any of our other all-star weekend podcasts um basically what we do is we just enjoy the all-star weekend we go through we talk about all the events and um kind of make predictions on what's going to happen so we'll predict everything from the rising stars game to um, the three-point shootout, the skill challenge, the dunk contest, to, of course, the Sunday night All-Star game. So, um, Chris, let's uh, let's start with the All-Star selections. Um, I can read them off if you'd like me to, but um, but first off, just what was your general thoughts of the, of the actual All-Stars pick this year? Um, I thought everyone... Okay, well, first of all, it should have been on TV. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think everyone that made it, actually, originally, not the injuries, the guys that originally made it um, were all deserving. I know there was the talk with Drummond not making over, say, Al Horford or someone like that, but I think Horford was definitely deserving. Um, I mean, but I do see where he would be kind of, like, be questionable. But other than that, I thought um, everyone selected deserved to be there, so I was not mad about it. So you had so so interesting. So that was like one of my big rants, and you know, of course, I'm a Pistons fan. Um, but and, and I know you are too. But you're you're down on Drummond. I know that. But um, so you didn't you didn't think that Drummond deserved it? I I mean, I thought Drummond deserved it over Kevin Love. I understand the Al Horford thing because the Celtics are you know like the top team in the East or were at the time of the voting, and you know they were just having this miracle season, but. I'd have took him over Kevin Love. I would have took him over. Um, I would have even took him over John Wall because of the injuries. I mean, the dude is averaging like 16 rebounds a game and 15 points. Like, how do you say no to that? Yeah, I know. I uh, my thing with it was with the Pistons record. I think if they would have kept it up, kind of what they were doing towards the beginning of the year, he would have been in for sure. But like at the exact time, like they were starting to pick and they were slipping a little bit, and. I think that definitely played a role into it. I do actually agree with the John Wall thing, like you mentioned, because he missed a handful of weeks, I think, yeah. even. So, yeah, I can see that. But like I said, Horford, I just feel like for as much as he does for Boston, like the stats might not show it, but 
he's their second best player. They're, they are the top team in the East at the time, and he's their leading rebounder and assist man. So I feel like he was almost like a given. I, I, I mean, at least – sorry, excuse me. At least in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I agree, and I, and I understand – I understand where you come from, actually, but I, I I agree on Al Horford is what I'm saying, but I disagree on um, I disagree as far as uh, going over um, like I honestly thought you know maybe even with the way Kristaps was starting to slip that maybe Drummond could have been up there with Kristaps, but I definitely would have took him over Kevin Love because the Cavs were flailing at that point. Well, um, he's kind of just like attached to LeBron pretty much. Right. I feel like yeah. And so I get and it. And then the Porzingis thing, of course, the whole New York thing. Right. It's just how it goes. But but yeah, um I thought I thought the West was good. I, I, I thought though I did think though that Chris Paul should have gotten in over somebody. Um This is my thing with I I think that Chris Paul I think there's actually a few guys that could have made it from the West. Lou Williams, Chris Paul, and Paul George. I think all three would actually be on the team if they were in the East. But if I personally could take someone off of the guys that made it in the West, I would take off Clay. I just don't think I get it. The Warriors, like they're this god almighty team, but like, and I'm not saying he doesn't do a lot for the team, but like, if you're gonna account the numbers and stuff too, I just didn't think he deserved to be there over CP3 or Lou Williams because Lou Williams was holding down the fort while DeAndre was injured, all their guards were injured, and they are still right on the outside, almost in the playoffs. So yeah. I thought that Clay should have been removed if I could, and then I would have put either CP3 or Lou in there for sure. Yeah, so you wouldn't have – you had Paul George outside uh, behind those two? Uh, I would say so. I mean, it's tough, dude. The West the West was stacked, but I, I just think Lou, for like the guy he is, that player he is, like he deserved it for carrying – and he, they were staying afloat, like just be off him. Yeah. He's putting out like and forty a game. A yeah, so yeah, and they're contention right now for the playoffs because of him mostly. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with that. I understand that. I think on my podcast, what I said earlier was, I think though I had Paul George in between Chris Paul and Lou Williams. Um, um, I I just I think Paul George has been phenomenal defensively this year. And so I thought that he should have been in. So I'm glad he got in as a injury replacement. So um, I'll read the actual rosters that are, um, and, and I'll read also the guys who are injured. So for those of you that are listening that just want to know everyone who's been selected as an all-star, um, I think this is probably has to be a record for most all-stars in a year considering all the <laughs> in- injury replacements. But um, So you got Team LeBron and Team Curry. So I'll go through Team LeBron first. So Team LeBron has DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, LeBron, of course, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal, Goran Dragic, Andre Drummond, Paul George, Kevin Love, Victor Oladipo, Kristaps Porzingis, Kemba Walker, John Wall, and Russell Westbrook. Now, that's a lot of names, but again, um, John Wall will be out, Kristaps Porzingis will be out, Kevin Love will be out, um, and uh, of course, DeMarcus Cousins will be out, so... Um, so they had, they had four injury replacements on team LeBron. Um, so, so that was, so that's why LeBron's team is so long, but those are all the all-stars that got selected and will go down in the history books as all-stars. So, um, Steph Curry for, for team Curry, of course, is Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, Al Horford, Damian Lillard. 
Kyle Lowry, Clay Thompson, and Carl Anthony Towns, and the coach is Mike D'Antoni, and the coach of the um, the coach of, the, of Team LeBron is Dwayne Casey. So we'll we'll save all the All Star prediction stuff for the for the very end when we get to All Star Sunday night. But um, let's jump into the other events. So um, it kicks off with the NBA celebrity game, the tradition. Um, uh, Chris, did you get a chance to look at the celebrity game at all, r- really quickly? I actually didn't even uh, think about it. I'm at the I'm on the <laughs> World US. I didn't think about the celebrities. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just go through it real quickly. You tell me if there's anyone you care about that's on here. Um, okay, so there's Team Clippers and Team Lakers are the two um, are the two teams. Uh, you got Anthony Anderson from ABC's Blackish, Brandon Armstrong. Um, Miles Brown, another ABC's Blackish uh, player or sorry actor, um, Win Butler, Common, um, shout out to Common, uh, uh, Stephanie Dolson, Jamie Fox, Paul Pierce, um, Bubba Watson. <laughs> Bubba Watson was I was shocked to see that. I just wasn't expecting that. Um, and Jason Williams, the legend, the NBA oh, wow. legend. Um, and then uh, uh, Sterling Brim. Uh, from MTV, Nick Cannon, uh, Terrence Crawford, Rachel Demita, whoever that 2K girl, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jerry Ferrara from Power, uh, Mark, uh, the Bucks co-owner, Mark Lazary, I think is how you say it. I'm not entirely sure on that, but I've heard it pronounced before, but I forgot. Uh, T-Mac, Nate Robinson, Drew Scott from Property Brothers, and Chris Wu. Um, any of those names really stand out to you? Like, are you excited? Like, would you actually, are you actually interested to see any of these people's game? Um, no, probably not. I'll probably (laughs) turn on for a few minutes. Right. Um, seems like Nick Cannon and Connor are there every year. Yeah. And, uh, Paul Pierce is probably, I don't know, he's probably trying to live in his past, but it's okay. Yeah, I don't care to see Paul Pierce anymore. No. His, his, his LeBron, his just ESPN, like, comments and antics have I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I'm I'm so out on Paul Pierce, which is like totally the opposite of what I was when he was a player. Um, I loved Paul Pierce, but yeah, so I'm 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 cool with Paul Pierce on the the analyst. Um, thank God Chauncey saves that show. And he is Ross. good. Um, but anyways, I digress. Let's get into the rising stars. So this is the first real event of the weekend. Um, again, the rosters. I'll run through them real quickly. Uh, we had actually an update today, so again, this is the reason why we're recording this podcast so late is so that we can um, we can get it to you guys right before, um, and we have the most up-to-date rosters, um, and that will include uh, that will include um, that will include all injury replacements, which we will get to. Whoops, I just hit the link for the celebrity game. Um, oh, the celebrity game has a four-point line. I forgot about that. Um, no, stealing from Ice Cube. Yep. <laughs> Could at least invited them. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> why is the Rising Stars event not loading? Okay, hold on. Give me one second here to pull up this as I stall. Um, here we go. All Star Rising Stars event page. And okay, so the world team features uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic from the Kings, Dylan Brooks from the Grizzlies. Joel Embiid of the Sixers, Buddy Heald of the Kings, Laurie Marketing of the Chicago Bulls, Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets, Frank Nielakina of the Knicks, 
Demonis Sabonis of the Pacers, Dario Saric of the 76ers, and Ben Simmons of the 76ers. Now let's jump to the USA team. Um, Lonzo Ball and Malcolm Brockton were selected, but they will both not be participating due to injuries. Um, so the team will be Jalen Brown, John Collison, uh, or John Collins of the Hawks, um, Chris Dunn of the Bulls, Brandon Ingram of the Lakers, Kyle Kuzma of the Lakers, Donovan Mitchell of the Jazz, Devin Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. of the Mavericks, Jason Tatum of the Celtics, Torian Prince of the Hawks, and De'Aaron Fox of the Kings, who just was announced today as replacing Lonzo. So, um, thoughts on the rosters, Chris? Um, you like this? Uh, you like the whole world versus U.S. thing? And do you think that? Um, do you think that there were any snubs? Anyone that you wish would have been on the list? Uh, let me start off saying I do like the rosters and I like the like how they choose the rosters because for right. a couple of years there, the team Shaq versus Team Charles was just no point. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad they made it World versus US kind of give you know it seems like something to play for. Um, this is I'm not gonna say my favorite event, but I do like this one a lot yeah. just because it is a lot of young stars who are also potentially going to be all-stars so you know and some of them are all-stars already like Joel Embiid is in the game um so I like seeing them what they're able to do on like the big stage when they all get together and get a chance and you know for some of these rookies and second year players obviously a lot of people don't get to know them until they become you know bigger stars and some of them are in small markets so it's cool that we get a chance to see them and they get a chance to play for us so I'm excited about it yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. I love I love the U.S. Uh, versus world concept. Um, it shows just how balanced and how just how much international talent is in the NBA now. Um, and, and you're right. It's like it's an awesome showcase for a lot of these young guys. Um, guys like Jamal Murray, who are kind of starting to bubble, but as far as like the common NBA fan, haven't reached yet. Um, again, guys like Dylan Brooks. I don't think many people are tuning into Grizzlies to see what he's about. Um, Neil Aquina of the Knicks, he, I mean, he, he has some type of headline because he plays for the Knicks, but that's about it. Um, and then guys like guys like John Collins, who's on the Hawks, who are struggling, so they're not getting a lot of uh, airtime on TV. Again, De'Aaron Fox is a just like a freak athlete, point guard playing for the Kings. Um, this could be his biggest stage and his chance to kind of get some more national attention and fandom. So, yeah, I love the event. Um, it's all offense, no defense whatsoever, and it's always very fun. Chris, who are you predicting? Um, Man, it is, like you said, it is really balanced. Like, like Not as much as you would think it would be. Like I feel like everyone would think U.S. this team would just be a lot better. But I actually like the world team more. Hmm. Um, they have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Yeah, because Embiid's Simmons, by or, far the best player. Yeah. So one, they're teammates. Two, they're probably the two best players in the game. Yeah. In this in this game, and then three, I I just like you said, Embiid's the best player. So I like he's probably gonna go off too, unless the Sixers like request that he doesn't play that much. But I doubt it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I like the world team here. Yeah, I I I feel you. And Jamal Murray last year, I don't know if you remember, but was sensational last year. I think he had he had something like forty. I think. I think he had like eight threes, if I remember off the top. He like went off, um, and yeah, I like I like world team, but I'm going with I'm going with the U.S. team. Um, I just like I I I think I I wanted to go with the world because you're right, Embiid is the best player, but like I typically um, with how much this like 
the pace is ridiculous. It's like it's like literally three second offense um, every time down the floor. So I think I think that favors guards, and so I think Team US is a little bit more stacked on the guard side. So I'm going with Team US. Like I think I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be yeah. MVP. Him and Dennis Smith. Yep. Him and Dennis Smith together is going to be nice. because yeah. I'm guessing they'll probably start. Yeah, and uh, and then guys like Chris Dunn, Jalen Brown, wings like Tatum. Like yeah, those are those are some good guards and wings that can run up and down the floor. That will I think in De'Aaron Fox, of course, will will really put up points, but. Um, you know, if, if it was a real game, I would probably go with Team World because, again, you got Embiid and Simmons, who I think are the two best players, um, with Donovan Mitchell being right there as the third. And, um, and also, you know, if, if, we're, if we're being really analytical, um, who the, who's going to guard Joel Embiid on Team USA? But let me, throw really you a cur- let me throw you a little curveball here. Yeah. Out of all these guys, how many become All-Stars? I mean, obviously Embiid has won already. So what do you think after that? Um, damn. Okay. I think Donovan Mitchell, I think is someone who has to get his time. But like, also, if you told me Donovan Mitchell never got an all-star appearance, I would be like, I I get it because the West is just so crazy talented. Like, right. Like Dame only has two. Like Dame has two. Like, you know, Devin Booker hasn't even gotten close to McCollum hasn't even gotten close to one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so I, I don't, I don't, I'm not confident about him. Um, I think Jason Tatum will get some because Celtics will be that team that kind of right. um, goes forward, but maybe not because I mean I think a lot of people forget that Gordon Hayward's on the Celtics, so um, you know that will definitely. Hit I know up. I'm looking at. I feel like the world team has just more potential also yeah, wise, ben, just because Ben Simmons is kind of considered a snub this year already. Yeah, and then Laurie Markin, he's he's a really good young player. He's a yeah. He's a big who can shoot and rebound, and he's in the East. And he's on the bowl, so he has a chance to put up big numbers, mm-hmm. um, you know, for now or maybe the future, depending on what they do. And then um, Jamal Murray, too, like you said, he's kind of on the come up. So and he's been good this year. So Yeah, yeah. Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell are guys I think have, like, the best, like, um, like potential as far as being good players. But I could also totally see them not being all-stars um, because of just how stacked the West is. But um, as far as all-star quality players, like, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, um, I think Jalen Brown actually might be a little bit more likely to be an all-star than Tatum, even though I think Tatum's a better player right now. Um, I would say Brown because Brown, I think, will start at the two when Hayward eventually comes back. Um, So I think there's a little bit more chance there, but still I don't know how big of a chance because – I imagine that every year the three Celtic All Stars, if they have three, are going to be just Kyrie, Horford, and uh, right. and Hayward, and you know maybe when Horford finally takes a step back, Jalen Brown or Tatum will step up, but I'm not entirely sure about that. Um, I'm also not convinced that they won't end up with Anthony Davis someday. I'll leave that for another discussion. <laughs> but um, yeah, I yeah I I see what you're saying. Um, Embiid. Embiid, Simmons are clear-cut all-stars. Embiid's obviously an all-star now. Ben Simmons is clearly going to be an all-star within the next year or two. Um, Definitely, he's going to be. He's going to be. He's going to be right there. Um, but outside of that, man, it's like a lot of these breaks. There's no. There's no players. for yeah. sure. Yeah. There's no guarantees, but there are good players for oh, yeah. sure. There, like I could see De'Aaron Fox having an all-star caliber year, but not making it one year. You know, like I could see. Yeah. I could see guys like Dennis Smith Jr. putting up all-star numbers but not getting an all-star appearance, you know? Like, so, I don't know. I, I, 
I don't know. I think I think a lot of it comes down to West. Like if if I were to if I were to have some of these guys in the East, I would say they have a chance at being all stars. But the West is. Just but it's so also low. you got to think like they're yeah I know, but they're like twenty years old, so it's like you know some of those guys in the West, even if it's in three four years, will eventually decline. So that's when guys like Brandon Ingram, yeah, Jamal Murray, Lonzo, if you want, like those guys would would come in and then get those appearances. It's just a, a never ending cycle. Yeah, man. Um, all right, so. I went with Donovan Mitchell as my MVP. Who do you have from your for your MVP? You going with Ben Simmons? No, I just feel like this is a game more about scoring and shooting, and I I feel like that's just not really Simmons. Let me go. Um, it's gonna be World Team. Let's go. Let's go, Lauren Markin, man. I think hmm. I think he has a chance to rack up a ton of rebounds. I think he's gonna start the game next to Embiid, and like I said, he can shoot a ton of threes. He's, yeah, I think he's like. I think it's like one of the first players or one of the first rookies. I don't forget how long, but like to make a hundred threes before the All Star break or something. Yeah, I seen a stat. It was like a, it was like a month ago too. So it's like he's way out of schedule there. Yeah, he's the fastest rookie to a hundred threes ever. Um, and so he's and yeah, he's like I think one of the first. Um, I think there was one other rookie before him that got that did it before All Star. But again, you're right. He did it like a month ago or a couple weeks ago. So he's way ahead of schedule. Um, he's a he's a phenomenal shooter. I'm surprised though, cause I, like I said, I I go with guards in this event. I think they shoot a lot. Like if I were to pick one for for world team, I would probably put my money on Murray or maybe Ben Simmons, just because even though he's not a shooter, um, I think he could have just a ridiculous amount of assists and you know get like a bunch of easy layups. Cause I mean in dunks. Cause God forbid anybody plays defense in this event. Right. But. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm really excited. Um, I think this is one of the more exciting crops. Um, even though even though every year I've liked the crops, I think I I think I'm pretty excited for this crop. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I like it. I like the I like the players they have on each team. I like that they're even. I like that there's already all star players in this game. Like everything about it just seems good to me. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Saturday night, the um, favorite, my favorite night of the year um, as far as NBA basketball goes. The Taco Bell Skill Challenge is the first event um, now that they got rid of the, the shooting event, which I'm sad. I'm sad that they didn't at least replace it because um, I think, I think, I think All-Star Saturday night's in need of more events. Do you? Yeah. yeah or maybe I mean, just one three... more? Yeah, three is not the... Think if you think about it, just three events is not that much, but like it kind of does last a long time. Yeah, um, yeah. There's just like it's crazy because the skills challenge goes quick. Then it's a three point contest, it, dude. Yeah, the skills challenge is super quick, but the threes kind of last a decent amount of time. Yeah, I feel like. and then it's a dunk contest just lasts forever, especially yeah. if it sucks. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think they need one more event, like a horse or something. Um, but I, I digress. Anyways, Taco Bell skills challenge. Um, the 2018 participants, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joel Embiid, Al Horford, Laurie Marketing, Buddy Heal, Jamal Murray, Chris Porzingis was selected, but will be replaced by Andre Drummond and Lou Williams. So the way this works is a couple years ago, they decided to do this split where they have four bigs and four guards and they pair up against each other or, and they separate them in two brackets. And then a guard in a center meet or a big, I should say meet in the finals um 
Chris, you and I have both talked about on the other podcast. We are all here for this. I love this event. In fact, I think the big the bigs won it the first year. Did who won it last year? I actually forget. Uh, I remember. I remember the was it Anthony Davis for the bigs that won or no? Um, it was. I remember. Yeah, I think oh, it was. It was, it was Davis or Towns, right? No, no, no been, or mm-hmm. Cousins, right? Maybe. I, I don't know, man. That was crazy, skilled yeah. bigs. I can't even think. Yeah, but I remember who, whichever one it was, like killed it. Yes. each every single round. Absolutely killed it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love this event. This event has really gotten to me more, uh, way more fun. And also, I like that there's like also another thing that they added is it's head to head, so two people are going at the same time. Um, I like that as opposed to as opposed to just the time, uh, having everybody go um individually and being timed i kind of like that there's a little bit of a competition involved in it um but yeah so let's let's get to it so who do you think we'll we'll split it up in brackets um and then we'll predict an overall winner but um but uh who do you think actually before we do that um was there anybody that you thought that you wish you would have saw in this event that just couldn't be in it this year or wasn't no not necessarily um Someone that who would obviously be super good, but like, I don't know which bracket you'd put him in is Ben Simmons, just because. Oh, yeah, he would be awesome. Obviously, yeah, it's like, is he a big or is he a guard? I guess he'd go to the guard spot, but yeah, I don't know. That would be cool to see him. I though. think they intentionally didn't pick him for that exact reason because they don't know where right. the hell to put him. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. he would have been a he would have been a great um, pick. Also, a guy like I, I would just love to see Dennis Smith or De'Aaron Fox, just these super quick, uber athletic guys, these mini Westbrook Rose type players. Um, I'd love to see one of them in it. But yeah, I love the big selection. Al Horford, I thought you could have gone a little younger, maybe a guy like Towns. Um, you know, like, I mean, Al Horford, like, it makes sense that he's in this contest, but it kind of also doesn't at the same time because you look, these guys are all like 20 through 24, and then you got. You got Al Horford, who's 31. Well, I guess Lou Williams is 29, 30, so I guess it doesn't really matter that much. But, anyways, I thought I thought there could be another. Um, I thought there could have been a different choice for center, but oh well. Uh, I like the list. Um, who do you got coming out of the um, big bracket? We'll do the big bracket first, then the um, then the guard bracket. Uh, I'm gonna say Joel Embiid for the bigs. I think. I just don't think – I think right off the bat, Drummond's at a disadvantage because I know there's three-point shooting. <laughs> I was going to say, you can count him out. He's done. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, like, right off the bat, I was like, okay, no. <laughs> and Joel Embiid, obviously, is a guy who can bring up the floor and pass it well and shoot, of course. So, I feel like um, he kind of gets an advantage there. But Horford's pretty tempting, too, I may say. Yeah, I, w- I would agree that those are the two favorites coming in as far as the bigs go. Um, you know, I- I'm just – I. I- I know that with how hard we're clowning Drummond that watch, he'll be the one that makes a three-pointer on the first one. <laughs> it's a total fluke, though. I guarantee you if he makes a three-pointer in the first one to stay alive, I guarantee you the next time he's going to miss it like ten times in a row and lose easily. Um, so, I like, because that's the thing. You got to think about, they got to hit that three-pointer multiple times to get out. So, I'm going with, I'll go with Embiid. I think he's sneakily the only one that really cares about it as far as the bigs go. Um, he seems to be weirdly competitive about strange things. So I'm going with Embiid, um, the Twitter god. And as far as the guard bracket goes, um, right now I'm leaning. 
I like Lou Williams, but I also just really like Jamal Murray. Um, I think I think I would go with Lou Williams though, because I think when it comes down to it, even though Jamal Murray's a great shooter as well, I just Lou Williams is just a monster three point shooter. Like I I could totally see him as soon as he gets through the passing drill, just pulling the deep three from like five steps back without even having to go to the ball rack for the three point shot. Like I could see him just pulling a ridiculous three and hitting it because he's that. He's that deadly from from three point range. Uh, so I'm going with Lou Williams. Um, yeah, I hate to follow suit, uh, both of us, because <laughs> I picked Embiid. You picked Embiid. Uh, I'm gonna go Lou Williams as well. Like you said, I think obviously the shooting is plays a bigger role than you think. Yeah. Because obviously anyone can get through the dribbling stuff eventually. Yeah. But the, the shooting could be stuck for 10, 15 seconds. So I think Lou obviously gets the big advantage there. So I'm gonna go with Lou. Yeah. I think I think Jamal Murray's the only other only only dark horse I have. I I don't expect Spencer Dinwiddie or Buddy Heald to win this. Sorry guys, but um, no disrespect. The thing for them though, a thing that could give them some like type of motivation though was like obviously those those are guys that just don't get on. Yeah. Or like you know they don't get TV time. Their, their teams or franchises aren't represented well at the All Star game each and every single year. So it's like maybe they want to put some pride on their name, their yeah. franchise, show them what they're about. So you never know what those kind of guys. Yeah, true. I mean, these events, I mean, we predict these events, but we're far from experts on these events. These events can go to anyone, um, really, if we're being honest. But, okay, so we both got Embiid versus Lou Williams in the finals. Um, who are you Who are you going with? I'm, I'm going to rock with. I'm going to rock with Embiid. I don't feel confident about it. I feel like Embiid is just such an obvious pick to both make it out of the bigs bracket and win it all. So I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like you're, like you said earlier, like these events kind of tend to favor the, that the people who don't get the opportunity, don't get the shine, but um, I'm going with Embiid. I just think, I just think he's going to get through, he's going to get through the, the dribbling and the passing relatively fast enough. And then, um, he'll hit his first or his second three, and I think that'll be all he needs to get through and win. I mean, they both can just flat out win. Like they each have an equal chance. Like if we're just being yeah. honest, I can just I can see Embiid already has something like saved up in his Twitter draft saying he won. <laughs> he got the he's got the trophy in his hand, smiling. He's just a clown like that. Like yeah. you know, he wants to win. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Lou Williams though, just to change it up. All right. Um, ultimately, I just think he's gonna get it through the course a little quicker. And obviously, if you do that, you win. So I'm gonna go Lou. Okay, so I'm just I'm just typing these down, um, so I can keep track of them throughout the weekend, and talk shit if I win. Um, three point shootout. Let's go to that. So three point shootout. Um, this event. What did you think of the field? So first off, it's Devin Booker, Wayne Ellington, Paul George, Bradley Beal, Clay Thompson, Tobias Harris, my guy, Kyle Lowry, and Eric Gordon. Um, what did you think of the field? Obviously, no Curry, no Durant. Um, you got to imagine that the spot was there if they wanted it, but they, they chose not to. Um, outside of those two two guys, who else would you have liked to have seen in this event? Or who on this three-point shootout list are you not excited to see? I don't know. I don't really like the field that much. I, I'm with you. I don't know. Wayne Ellington, eh, Kyle Lowry's a really streaky shooter. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with Tobias, I guess, but I know I, I feel know. you. Even... I love Tobias, but I'm kind of weird on Tobias in a three point contest. Like he deserves to be there with the way he's shooting the rock this year, but I just I'm, I'm kind of weird on a 
on a guy like Tobias being in the three point like something about Tobias in the three point shootout just doesn't like mesh well with me. You know? Yeah, I, mean, I don't really have like specific guys I'd rather see, but like if they were replacements and they were like replaced into it, and then I seen their name, I'd say, oh yeah, that's a better selection. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just nothing comes to the top of my head of like, oh, who I'd love to see, but like I feel like there's more guys that would be more interesting. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I do think though, Lou Williams should have gotten a shot. Um, I would have liked to put him over Wayne Ellington. No, I know Wayne Ellington's making a crazy amount of threes this year, like. Again, everyone in this bracket like deserves to be in there, but I just think as far as I, I, I love I love when there's star value in this in these contests and I'm sure you're the same way, right? Like you love seeing James Harden in the three point shootout and Yeah, you, you wanna know, see yeah. yeah, you wanna see the big time stir for sure. But like at the same time it is cool that like at least one of these guys will get a chance yeah. um to show what they're about. Alright, so with the field, um who do you have winning it? And since um, since there's quite a few participants, um, I'll allow maybe a secondary choice because um, I think we've done that in the previous podcast as well. So kind of like a dark horse winner. So who's your who's your your real prediction and who's your kind of dark horse? Uh, I could see this happening. Let's go, uh, Bradley Beal for the winner. Okay. Um, I don't know. I like Beal. I like him a lot as a player. He can obviously shoot. That's why he's here. Um, and then, because the other guys, I just feel like, I don't know. I, some of them are streaky. Some of them, it's just like I don't, I don't know. I don't really see them winning. Um, dark horse wise, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call them a dark dark horse, but I'd just say Kyle Lowry because he does make a lot of threes, although he can miss a lot as well. But like in that contest, like if you're on, you're on. So he's that kind of player. Yeah, I I'm so tempted to go with Clay Thompson, but I also don't. Want oh, I to. know. I I also don't want to go with Clay Thompson just because one that's like the easy answer and but I do want to be right. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think you know what. I don't feel good about this either, but I'm gonna go with Eric Gordon. Um, to repeat, he's the champion last year, and I know not many people repeat in the three point shootout. So i so i know i'm kind of picking something that's a little bit out of the box but i'm gonna go with eric gordon i just think i just think again obviously he's done it he's won it he's um he's obviously a great three-point shooter that's why he's here like you said um so i i'll go with eric gordon i think he's a guy who can get streaky and um and i think I think this this favors catch and shoot guys as opposed to off the dribble guys like beal and george um, so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Eric Gordon and, um, despite what I said, uh, maybe this is bias, but my dark horse is going to be Tobias. Um, I just think, I just think he's like, I think he's the least expected to win. Like, I think if uh, by average, that was people, quite, that was quite Tobias of you. Yeah. I, I think, I, I mean, right. You would agree probably like if you were to probably like pull, pull like fans or whatever, or pull just like. NBA people like you would probably they and they would have to rank everyone in order of who they thought would win I think Tobias would finish last right yeah I think pretty much unanimously he would yeah yeah and then with with probably some votes maybe some votes going to Wayne Ellington to those who just don't know but um yeah I'll I'll, I'll go with Tobias my man look you're not in the Detroit uniform anymore but I still got love for you it's Tobias <laughs> I put the bias in Tobias so <laughs> Um, all right, let's go to the last event of the night, the 
slam dunk contest. Uh, pulling up the link here to read off the participants. Okay, Victor Oladipo of the Pacers for it feels like the umpteenth time. Uh, Larry Nance Jr., the Cavaliers. Dennis Smith Jr. of the Mavericks. And our boy Donovan Mitchell of the Jazz. So, Chris, um, thoughts on the field? I, I love this field. It's good. It's really good, actually. I like it a lot. Um, Oladipo... He's been in it before, right? Yeah, he's been in it a few times. He had that Frank Sinatra singing dunk, I remember. Um, and then I think he and then he had like some crazy I think it was like a three sixty pump dunk or something. It was it was pretty wild. I'm just glad like it's it may not be like too star heavy, but yeah. like these are good they are good players and they're athletically yes. you know, gifted. So I think it's a good mix. Like I, I do like the field a lot. Yeah, I like the field a lot. I think these are guys who are gonna do a lot of interesting, interesting dunks. Um I I I wanna say, um, as far as winners go, I wanna go Donovan Mitchell. Um part of me is just like I, I got this heartthrob for Donovan Mitchell since he should have been on the Pistons. Um, man, I still can't. Oh, breaks my heart. I could see, I could see, I could see all of them winning. To be honest, yeah, I could too. I was gonna say though, I think Larry Nance, even though I know he's got ridiculously crazy hops and everything, I I would say I I would pick him as least likely to win just because, even though I know he'll have the hometown LA behind him and everything, um, so I can't see him winning, but. I don't know. He doesn't strike me as necessarily a creative dunker. Where I think Dennis Smith Jr. and Donovan Mitchell, I think Oladipo will be creative. Um, he's kind of shown that in past dunk contests. Um, Devin Smith Jr. and Donovan Mitchell, I could see them as just being like super raw, athletic, doing um, just like I, I think they, they'll they'll impress a lot of people because of their size. Like guards tend to usually do well in this event. Um, so I would probably say Larry Nance is probably least likely to win. Would you agree or disagree with that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know. I truly think any of them could win. Yeah. And I think any of them could also finish last. Did the Nance's dad win the dunk contest? Uh, did he? I don't know. I'm going to fact. I feel like I'm going to fact. That I feel like he right. might have. Um, so I don't know. It's like, maybe if he did, you know, he, you know, kind of wants to do the same. Um, Smith. I mean, they're all good options, dude. I think Dennis Smith, too. If I were to pick a winner, I'd probably go Dennis Smith. Like you said, it's, you know, the guards get a lot of the praise in the dunk contest. And they're long, too. It's not like they're short guys. Um, and he's super athletic. And I see him throw down some nice dunks in the regular season. So, yeah. Um, fun fact. I would go. Fun fact. His dad won the first ever slam dunk contest. Well, there you go. So maybe, you know, he wants to be like Pops and do the same. So that's why I think he has a chance. You think he'll, but I'm going to go Dennis you Smith. You think he'll do the traditional I'm aware his jersey dunk? Oh, you know, he's going to come out in the jersey, man. He, wait, hold on. Did he also win it when he was with the Cavs? Uh, no, he was with Phoenix at that time. Um, I think he participated when he was with the Cavs, but I don't think he won. Um, I'm just looking at the okay. winners, though, right now. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe you know he does something, spice it up with his dad or something. Who knows? But I would go Dennis Smith. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going with Donovan. Mitchell. I look forward to that though. Yeah, I'm always uh, excited for that. But if it turns out bad, it's it's the worst TV you'll ever watch. Yeah, man. The All Star Game or the dunk contest is just so volatile, dude. It can either be just really good or really bad. 
But all right, before we get out of here, one last topic, and that is the NBA All-Star Sunday night, the actual, excuse me, the actual game, the cream of the crop. Um, Chris, thoughts on them doing the whole LeBron versus Curry thing, like the team split up. Um, I know you said about the draft being televised. I think everyone's in agreement that the uh, in agreement that the draft needs to be televised. But uh, beyond that, just do you like the NBA trying to switch this up? Um, they kind of got like one foot in, one foot out because they're still selecting East and West All Stars, but then they're mixing them up. Um, what do you think? Do you think they're gonna step towards eventually within the next year or two, just totally abolishing conferences for All Stars, or do you think that they're kind of keep their one foot in, one foot out that they got right now? Um, obviously, I think they're just gonna see how this one goes. Um, obviously last year was just abysmal. I think it was like the highest scoring game ever by a mile. Yeah. It was like almost 400 points or something, um, total. I like the, um, the LeBron stuff. I mean, it kind of adds like another chapter to like the Cavs Warriors thing. Yeah. And like, there's the, the hottest thing in the NBA in the last three years. So, um, I don't mind that. And like you said, it's like one foot in one foot out because you are still picking players from the East and the West equally. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I think you had to keep it that way, though. I just feel like it'd be weird if there was 20 from the West and 10 from the East, say, or something like that, or what you know, yeah. however you want to split it up. I, so, I don't know. I'm, obviously, you got to see how this one goes, but I like it on paper, at least. Yeah. Um, I I like it on paper, too. I think that one, one of my grievances, though, is if you're going to, like, mix people up, if you're going to mix players up, um and do all that stuff then why don't you just um why don't you just like those guys who got injured after the draft like why don't you just be able to select like why do you have to still abide by the conference rule you know yeah that does make sense because it's like okay well cousins got injured from the west but i'm replacing with an east player how does that make sense yeah yeah i didn't really think of that yeah that would have been cool because then obviously got other guys more deserving than goran Dragic could have gotten yeah um but and again i think i think that might be the next step like i think next year nba might look to replace i i think they're gonna slowly tinker and build towards um if this is a success like you said um they're gonna slowly tinker and build towards like abolishing the conferences well no but then they do that though because paul george is on lebron's team he didn't initially make it Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because they replaced him with the West player when Demarcus Cousins went out. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Okay. So uh, when I I originally thought you said like, if an or if a player on LeBron's team gets injured, he has to pick from the East only. That's what I thought you said. Oh no 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 no. I I I'm saying I the opposite. I think that I think that when um when an Eastern player gets um injured, he should be able to pick from either pool. Yeah, from yeah. either pool. Um, I think I think that's like the next step if this goes successful because there's still like a large part of the NBA community that still wants East versus West. So I think they're I think they're um, I think they're gonna slowly like tiptoe towards that, assuming that this continues to be successful. But um, yeah, I I like the move. I think you had to do something. I think it was getting out of hand. Do you think though that this increases the level of effort at all? Are you buying that? No, no, I'm not going to buy it. I, it actually might even decrease it because at least East-West, you had a name on your team or something. Now you're just playing Team LeBron, Team Steph. So it's like, do they really care? No. Yeah. I mean, they just want to have fun and 
let the fans have fun and stuff. So I would say I'm not gonna say less because I don't know how much less yeah. effort they could give. But yeah, um, no, I don't think it would increase anything. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I don't think this really helped the NBA as far as um, like I don't think I, I I like this idea just to as like a twist, but I don't think it will raise the competition level at all because to me. It's also all it's about is the players just don't try. So how does switching up teams like East versus West? How is that like? Why does it matter that the West All Star team is so much better than the East one? The East one neither conference tries. You know, like right. That was that was kind of my thing. Was like I was kind of for a minute I was against them changing the All Star ballot because I'm like, look, the problem is not the West being much better than the East. The problem is that just straight up that the uh, that nobody's trying. You know, that's the bigger problem. But, you know, as I thought about it more, like, I do kind of want to step towards abolishing the conferences because I do think that ultimately history is judged by those people who, uh, by all-star appearances, um, people's resumes. And I think the best of the best should get in. Um, I think that's, I think that's just how it, how it should go because I, I, I think a lot of people are going to look at Dame's career when it's all said and done and be like two all-star appearances. And you're talking about this guy is a great point guard, you know, like they're not going to, no, yeah, that's not fair. Understand. That's not fair. So, um, I, I think we can probably both agree without even seeing the game though. I don't think this team LeBron Steph concept would last though. Like, I don't see this being the next forty years like it was East for West. They're gonna make some other type of change. Yeah. Um, I feel like whenever they get a better idea or something. Um the only thing that I could see that they could do to make it more competitive is like what baseball I actually think baseball might have even gotten rid of this now. Um, is the winner of the so if you go back to East West and the winner of the All Star game gets home home court in the NBA finals. Yeah. But it's like is that it's like is that fair though? It's like I'm in the finals and I only had say I had one guy in the All Star team. How does that even like affect our team? I don't know. Yeah. But like I mean, if you want to make it competitive, if it's really that important to them, that would be the best way I could think of something. Yeah, I agree. Anything other than that, it's like uh, I think I said that. I think I said that on the on one of our podcasts in the previous years was I, I that I think you brought it up and I liked the idea. Um, and I, I know I've said it on some podcasts. I assume it was an All-Star Weekend podcast because I don't talk about the All-Star unless it's All-Star Weekend. So, um, yeah, I, I like that. I, I like that idea. Um, I don't know if it's exactly that, the finals home court, because I see what you're saying about the fairness of it. But, um, you know, I, I would love to see them just abolish the All-Star game and at the end of the season maybe or something or do like the All-NBA teams and make them play each other. You know, like or something, just something, something different. Because I think the, I think with the way things are going now, I think I think there's more value and more stock in being an All NBA team player than an All All Star. Um, Definitely. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what the All Star will do this year. I'm curious to see the level of effort. Um, I kind of think, I kind of think uh, that. I, I think the I think you'll see like a little bit of like effort in the first quarter for like the first like four minutes and then you know Twitter will blow up oh my god this is working and then they'll they'll just stop caring after like the four <laughs> the four minutes um because because I think there's definitely pressure by the league to say look we want to we at least look like you're trying guys right but all right that's it for the All Star Weekend podcast Chris wait hold on hold what's on what's that. 
we didn't pick we didn't pick the winner of the oh, game. Oh, we didn't. You're right. Wow. I totally flipped that. See, this is why you're here. The bet the better <laughs> half of the NBA All-Star podcast. Um trying to get rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get rid of me. Not that fast. Um all right. So, who do you got? Do you got Team LeBron or Team Steph? Uh I just think for the purposes of the no defense and shooting, I'll take Team Steph yeah, uh agreed. between Steph, Harden, Lillard, Lowry, Clay, I just think they're going to shoot the lights out, and they got the rebounders too, and they have the defensive players too if they really care. They got Jimmy Baller, Greek Freak, and Draymond. So if they're really going to turn it up on defense, they got <laughs> that uh, lie on too if they really want it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think I think this favors the sh- the shooting, um, especially if the efforts anything like the previous years. So, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. Having Steph Clay, Dame, uh, Steph Clay, Dame, uh, James Harden. Uh, you know, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of shooting. And I think, I think they'll, I think you'll see them pull those ridiculous threes 10 times a game in the all-star. Um, but the thing that gives me pause is that, uh, Westbrook seems to just always want, want to try to win this more than anything else. So maybe, maybe Westbrook, I could see another 50 point Westbrook performance in the all-star, but yeah, I, um, I'm going with, I'm going with team Curry. Actually, no, I'm going to switch it up. You know what? I'm looking at these rosters now. Anthony Davis, uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, LeBron. Look, I know that these aren't real rosters, and, like, they're not really trying, but th- those guys together are you, are you on um Are you on the NBA.com All-Star? Yeah. Look next to Anthony Davis's name. Uh, what's, it, what's it say? What, do you, what am I looking at? It says injured on mine. Oh, no, it doesn't say that on mine. Um, oh, how weird. That's, that's weird. <laughs> it doesn't even say that with Cousins. Oh, yeah, now it does. Yeah, I see it. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't say that with Davis. Um, Mine's, I just refreshed the page. It still says it. How weird. That's weird. NBA Illuminati. Oh, I hope he's not injured. It's the, I hope he's it's not the injured. NBA Illuminati. I know, yeah, watch. He's going to get injured tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know, that wouldn't be that wouldn't necessarily be a risky bet with, with his history. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe they just consider him day to day or something. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. But yeah. So I'm go. I'll go with Team LeBron. Um. And my MVP. Uh. I don't think. I don't think LeBron is gonna allow Kyrie to get it. I think he'll be a little bit petty. Um. I'll go with. I'll go with. I'll go with. Uh. I'll go with. I don't want to go with Russ either because I feel like that's too traditional. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with KD. I think he'll get it. I think he'll just pull a bunch of threes. He'll get some lobs, um, some easy dunks. I think I'm happy I to see Grant him and LeBron and, yeah. and Westbrook together. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, um, for MVP, I'll go I'll go Giannis. I'm taking Team Steph, so I'll go uh, Giannis. I just think you know, um, he's just kind of, he's kind of I feel like he'll be like that version of, or that team's version of Westbrook. Like he he's gonna want to win. He's gonna want to be flashy. Yeah. He's gonna want to put up big numbers. So I'm gonna go with him. All right. So there you have it. There are our picks. Um, we will see who's right. We'll keep track throughout the weekend. And um, before we get out of here, though, Chris, I do want to uh, have a little small talk with you because I I missed you. I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, w- fancy basketball dude um look i checked out i'm done um oh we know we know you we know you do uh, but 
I, I talked to Brandon last night about fantasy basketball. Um, how are you feeling about your chances this year? I know you had the well, devastating Cousins injury, but. Well, I, yeah, I was 11-0. My team was looking um, beastly. I think it might have been 12-0, actually. Obviously, the Achilles injured uh, DeMarcus Cousins really shot me in the foot. I didn't think I could recover. I think I made a couple of decent moves. Um, so I'm sitting at 14-2. and two. I don't think my team's the best, but that doesn't mean I can't win. Um, I think Brandon has the best chance. I think his team's just loaded. He's stayed calm. He didn't trade his players. He didn't trade his injured players. Imagine if he still so, had Oladipo, too. Oh, I know. I mean, but Vucevic is yeah. good, but you never know with that injury, so who knows. Um, you know, I hope I can get it done. I hope I at least, you know, make it far in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I'm on that I'm on that damn map every day, so <laughs> I'm, I'm grinding. I want some outcome. Yeah, shout-out to my roommate, Brandon, who's um, – I don't know. I think he's here right now. I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I checked out. Look, I, I think I've said this on the podcast. I've drafted – I drafted Gordon Hayward – and I drafted <laughs> and I drafted Przingis back to back. They're both done. Of course, Hayward's been done since the first minute of the NBA season. Um, Jeremy Lin, I drafted him. Uh, I had Isaiah Thomas. That that was a risk reward thing that I thought I would be. I was being sneaky and could pull off, but didn't work. Isaiah's trash. Um, yeah, man, it was, this is the worst season. This is the first time I, I'm going to miss the playoffs. Like, I think I got like four wins. I checked out though. I don't, I, I, I checked out. I, I, that's all right, man. Yeah. You, we each had that down here, but you, we hope you come back stronger. Oh, next I, year, I will. I will. I'm a T te- <laughs> I'm too, I'm too good at fantasy to, to, to have two down years. Oh around, man. man. Um, dude, no, I think this is really just karma. Like I've been so good with injuries. Like I've been so good at drafting durable players and everything. And I think this year I just got shot in the foot. Of course you couldn't have seen the Gordon Hayward injury coming and you couldn't have, oh no and you couldn't have, you could have kind of seen Jeremy Lin cuz he had a fluky year last year with injuries yeah but that was a bad injury yeah. too and then and then Przingis uh there started to be signs before it happened like in the season but again that was way yeah, after yeah but now the draft. it's like yeah. next year it's like definitely you want to consider at this point yeah um i'm really interested uh how 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 different do you, how how is Demarcus Cousins' draft value going to be next year? Because Achilles tear is the worst injury in sports. Like, like we yeah, it's I mean it's bad, but I don't know. I just feel like with modern medicine and everything, and how they you know train and rehab, and he's just such a good player. So like, I don't think he'll like hit a wall, but like he's one definitely a player to watch out just because he might not even be ready for. You know the beginning well, of the yeah, year. It's going to be a twelve. So that's, month process, that's obviously yeah. a re- yeah right. So that's a red flag right off the bat. Um, I hope he comes back. You know, if not better, equally as good because he's a he's a beast, dude. I love yeah, him. Yeah, man. I, I'm so I'm so sad by that because I've never once in my lifetime seen a player come back from a torn Achilles and be the same. You know, um, shout out to my guy Brandon Jennings who was on his way to four MVPs and five titles. Uh, oh my god. Uh, but no, man. Um, yeah, and I also seen I seen you're doing this like Twitch, uh, Twitch stuff. So are you doing like Fortnite or, on your Twitch or whatever? Or what What's the Twitch yeah? So um, I've been playing Fortnite, um, you know, for I don't know four or five months now. Um, obviously, we like playing whether it's solo or you know, I have a handful of buddies we play with. Yeah. Um, so I figured why not just live stream, and if a couple of people want to watch, cool. And if they don't, that's cool too. Um, so I did that. 
I started that a few days ago. So I mean, it's cool. How's it going? It's good. I mean, if I ever, I mean, if I want to just pop it up, it takes two seconds. If I don't feel like doing it, I don't have to. Um, so, you know, people get in there and they can comment and stuff. Like, I think it was like the second day I did it. Like I had my buddy and then like a couple other dudes were just like going back and forth. Just talking about random stuff, like in this chat. Yeah. And then it appears on my screen. It was like literally 500 comments by the end of the day. I was like, geez, man, man. So I was getting some traffic in some sense, I guess, man, that's, that's cool. That's cool. You think you're going to stick with it or you think it's just kind of a thing that you're just doing one year when you want to. Yeah. It's more like a, it's like more of like when I want to, I mean, it's no, it's no hassle at all. Like it right. just sits it's like, it takes up a small part of the screen, but it's no big deal. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably just going to keep doing it. Um, you know, if it works out and gets, you know, bigger or whatever, that's cool. And if not, I mean, it's not a big deal. That's awesome, man. I got to, I got to tune into, uh, I don't know anything about Twitch. So like, can you watch like previous Twitches or no? Is it just only live? Um, I believe your games stay there, but I haven't figured out the whole website yet. Like I, I need to like figure out how to like cut clips and put games on there. I haven't really figured all that out. I just kind of got like the general idea of it. Um, but I feel like you'd most definitely be able to put your past games on there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think there's got to be a way, because I know people like academics who have built a major following off Twitch um, in hip-hop. Um, and I, I imagine, though, I imagine it's really hard to build a, a, a following if it's all live, especially in today's era where statistically like live viewings are going down the drain in all things sports instagram all that stuff so um right if they can't get like a past video of like you playing and you're live it's like how would they ever even find out about right you? right so yeah i imagine but um you still do you still not play 2k at all like uh what's your thing i was on 2k today actually oh, really? um but i i still have 2k 17 dude i haven't even got 2k 18 yet which not with the all-time the teams few... dude it's so well, fun. The... Well, in the last fat few days, me and my little brother were talking about it. Like, dude, we finally need to get 2K18. Because um, I'm still over here just rebuilding the same teams on 2K17. It's getting boring, man. Yeah, I think I like 2K18. I think it was a big step up. And not just because the all, the all-time teams are really fun, though. I will admit. You're going to, especially you, like, basketball historians like us, like, you're going to have you're gonna have fun using, like, prime. I mean, not Tim Duncan, because Tim Duncan's just not fun. But... You're gonna have you're gonna have fun using like Prime T Mac, um, even some throwbacks like Monte Ellis and stuff. It's it's fun, it's, it's right. fun, man. But um, all right, man, I'll let you go. It was good talking to you. Um, hope everything's hope everything's going good at Wayne, going with the school year. And um, you know, I'll have to check out some of your twitches and maybe um, we can run some Fortnite sometime. For sure, man. Sounds good. Keep grinding over there, and I'll see you soon. All right, thanks, buddy. Thank you.